This is Brian Croft. Welcome to another edition of Trench Talk, the podcast of Practical Shepherding, and I'm joined as always, Jim Sebastio. We're going to get started here in just a minute. I want to remind you to go to practicalshepherding.com and you can access all of our resources there. Contact us if we can be a help to you in some way. I also want to direct you to two spots on the website. One is the Shepherd's House. It's filling up in the fall, but we have a few spots open still if you want to come stay. We have it August to November of this year. So um, go and apply to come stay. It's two nights, two days for free, Jim. And a pastor can bring his wife if he wants to do that. You cannot bring kids. That's on purpose. But you can bring your wife with you for those two days. So apply and come stay. Just got to get yourself here. We'd love to have you. The other thing I want to direct your attention to is the sponsor, Pastor Page. Uh, If this has been a help to you in some way, this ministry or even this podcast, you can go there and sponsor a pastor. You can go and and leave a financial gift and donate on the donate page. So feel free to do that if it's been helpful. Uh, We're continuing to expand the ministry and look for some really exciting opportunities there in front of us. And so we'd love your financial help if this has been a help to you in, in some way. Uh, but we want to jump right in, Jim, as we, we typically do. And the topic today is something that we feel is important because uh, of a lot of the conversations we're just having, especially with pastors struggling, training young guys for the ministry, trying to help them sort through their calling. That's the topic of pastoral grit is, what, is kind of what we refer to it as. And what we're talking about with that is the ability for a pastor to do the daily grind of the ministry and to be able to do it a long time. How do you do that? And how do you push through the difficulties, face the criticisms, and uh, just the a lot of the mundane tasks of pastoring that a lot of times guys have a hard time doing over a long period of time. I mean, the stats we throw around often is, you know, 50% don't make it five years and 80% of pastors don't make it 10 years. There's something about the ministry or, as we want to talk about today, maybe the makeup of a man mm. who's pastoring. So we want to talk about pastoral grit as the thing that ultimately helps a pastor be able to do this and do it a long time and even flourish. And so, and Jim, we're going to talk about a lot of facets of this, including some caveats around not wanting to discourage guys who maybe mm. are, 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 don't feel like they maybe have as much grit as somebody else yeah. to do this work. Let's first set it up biblically, though. Where do you go for us to understand that there, this is part of the call that we've got to be able to have some level of grit to do this? Yeah, Brian, I think you have uh, in the scripture some explicit testimony to this, and you find it in Second uh, Timothy, you have it in chapter 2 uh, and verse 3, where uh, the exhortation of the Apostle Paul is to endure uh, suffering, or some translations would be endure hardship, um, and then you have it as well in Second Timothy chapter 4 and verse 5, and this comes after the, uh, the at the kind of the conclusion of the uh, his telling uh, Timothy to preach the word in season, out of season, letting him know that there will be those who will not endure sound doctrine. They're going to find, they're going to heap up for themselves teachers that are yep. going right. to uh, scratch their itching ears. But then he tells him, gives several exhortations. Um, he says, uh, you know, to be sober in all things, and suffer hardship. Do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Give several of those exhortations. Uh, 
be clear-minded, some translation says, be of a sober mind. Uh, other translations, be watchful uh, in all things. But then he says, endure affliction. Yeah. And and so whether, it's the exact same word in the Greek uh, that's used in uh, earlier in chapter 2. So whether you translate it, and some translations give it uh, afflictions in one and hardship in the other. I mean, just add some variety, uh, I suppose. But you get the idea of, of what that means. It's something very pressing. Uh, something that's crushing, uh, something that's obviously difficult, and the and the command and the exhortation is, you have to be able to endure it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yep. And so we can maybe you know, but but the we can talk maybe some ways about how to endure it. But the reality is, as Paul's saying, this isn't going to be easy. And of course, Timothy is a man who we have reason to believe had. Uh, certain timidity to him, uh, you know, when Paul says to him, God has not given to us a spirit of fear, yep, but of love right. and of a sound mind. I think you, you get the idea that, you know, that's not the kind of thing you say to everybody, but you say it to certain people. Mm. You, uh, uh, Timothy had the stomach issues. Um, obviously, other things that seem to have affected him emotionally and even physically. And there was a degree of weakness. And Paul seeing what he's like, but seeing also what ministry is going to bring. He's going to say to him, Timothy, if you're going to be able uh, to do this and be faithful and to to use the language there uh, in chapter 4, fulfill your ministry, if you're going to be able to complete your ministry and do all that you're called to do, then part of that is the endurance of hardship and affliction. I think it's a great explanation, Jim, because, you know, and I think you rightly identify these characteristics in Timothy based on what Paul writes. But yeah. what's, I think, important for this conversation as we – Maybe put a cap, begin to put a caveat up before we have more of this conversation is that Timothy's timidity or these weaknesses that he carried did not in, did not affect Paul on whether Timothy was charged to go. Yeah, exactly. Be a minister, right, right. But he did exhort him to be mindful that this is a part of the call. That's the other thing I want to add to this is you know when you look at endure hardship, uh, fulfill your ministry. It's embedded in the call of a pastor that this work's just going to be hard. It's embedded in the call of a pastor that the pastor will suffer, which is why Paul exhorts Timothy, endure suffering and, and actually endure it. You're going to face it. Right. You need to endure it to ultimately fulfill your ministry. Right. And so that's what we want to be able to, to kind of hash out. Because, you know, I mean, you and I have been doing this a long time, and uh, we've certainly, we have our own stories about hard things that have happened to the ministry and, and all that. We... So we want to be able to reflect maybe on, in a few minutes, how do we walk through this? But we do want to put a few caveats up for those listening because the last thing we want to do is discourage men who have a clear call on their life, but maybe have trouble with the grind to grit stuff out. And particularly if like right now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about, I need to, I need to step down, I need to quit and that we're going to be the, the, you know, we're going to push you over the edge. It's not what we're trying to do. So let's, let's, let's kind of, let's take a couple of minutes. I think it's worth and, and, and put that out there that this is, this is not about everybody having the same amount of capacity, right? This isn't a, this isn't about this. Everybody having the same amount of, of grit to be able to suffer a certain amount. Right. Um, so I think we first want to put that out there. The, we do not want you to compare yourself to your pastor friend or the pastor down the road who's gone through things and you're like, there's no way I, I think I could yeah. go through those things. Well, that may be, but I think you need to realize that right. part of this is about providence. Part of this is about what God calls you to do and what grind does he ask you to, 
to step into right. and work through. So you want to add any kind of caveat around yeah, guys? The other thing I want to add is that we're not just talking here about something that is purely a matter of personality. And right. I think this is important because I think it really bears on Paul's exhortation to Timothy. Timothy was not natively this way. Right. And so there is a spiritual supply of this. And there's an exhortation to the inner man. Uh, not to grow weary in well-doing, you know, as you see in the scriptures, uh, knowing that our labor is not in vain. These are things that we need to be able to be reminded of. Some men uh, have more of a Teflon to their soul, a Teflon to their personality, right. and they yep. they absorb criticism or or criticism to them is like raw meat to a dog, and they get excited by it. They like fighting back. They There are guys who... Their tendency in ministry is more toward having a chip on their shoulder, getting in the pulpit and and blasting, and that's how they handle things. Other men, which I think is are, not good, by the way. Which, yeah, I just want to be on yeah. record. That's when not we the say way to do grit, this. We're not talking about Rooster Cogburn here, you know, with a you know, shoot, right. if, if you know if you know the reference, uh, you know, shooting your way out of a thing. Um, Many men in ministry are sensitive. You know, they're they're in ministry because they love people. They're in ministry because they they have a, a desire to serve God and to serve others. Uh, they want to pray for others. They want to be there for others in their suffering and in their hardship. They want to encourage others as they're giving the word of God. And and so people like that tend, as we talked about in our mess on our our podcast on temperament, probably more given over to things like melancholy as yep. uh, great That's men right. in the past that was more they're more inward, introspective, thoughtful. Uh, and so the the you know the hardship, however it comes uh, to them, whether it is in the church or societally, Paul talks about he's enduring suffering. Uh, also in Second Timothy, uh, there it's he's in chains. He says you know being perceived as an evildoer, but he's suffering hardship as a you know. Uh, but he's going to tell Timothy again, suffer hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And even using that language, look, you're you're you're, you're a soldier. Uh, you're in warfare. You're yeah, fighting. Right. Uh, it's 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 not going to be easy. It's um, the army's not just for adventure and for fun and training. It's 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 hardship. It's it's war. It's yep. people coming out against you, and the recognition that in ministry that's going to happen. And and what, when you are sensitive, and when perhaps you are because you're you know hopefully you're gracious. You don't want to blame other people, so you turn a lot of things inward. Uh, you think it's your fault. Everything, every problem in the church is your fault, or you know whatever the case might be. But you can be overwhelmed to the point where you begin to think, "I just can't." You know, this the, the I can't do it anymore. And, and some of that we want to say again by way of of of, of caveat. Sometimes that's right. Sometimes you need to recognize that that's the case. But I think there are, there needs to be instilled in young men and in older men, but young men pursuing ministry, something of the reality. Look you are entering into warfare. Yeah. You're getting into a fight. Right. It's going to be hard. It's going to fatigue you. You're going to feel like quitting. You're going to need uh, and but hardship is coming and you have to be able by God's grace and by God's strength to overcome your your native disposition and temperament and press on and get in the pulpit and go to the next meeting and confront that person, you've got to be able to have that tenacity yeah. in order to be in ministry. And if you don't have it, then God may not have called you, probably has not called you to this, or he has to grant it to you in answer to prayer. And I think you uh, you gave a great summary of what what Paul, in essence, really says to Timothy, I think. I think you just gave a great just modern-day explanation of of what he is exhorting him in, in, those, in, the, in the pastorals there. I want to just reiterate, too, that this is not about personality. Uh, 
you know, this is not about whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. And even to your point, it doesn't, this is not about whether you're the guy that puts your head down and, you know, you're just, you go, you're able to just plow through anything because, uh, and then the, the guy who's more sensitive and is more affected by just criticism and hurting people and things. I mean, but there's, there's extremes on both those sides. One guy is completely emotionally shut down and can't care for anybody, but he can deal with hard things because he just plows through it right. like a bull in a china shop. The other guy crumbles at the first sign of trouble yeah. or criticism. And what we want to articulate is to be able to walk in this grind, there's got to be a healthy balance of those two things. Right. I do think it's a cliche, but I think it, it's a cliche for a reason it matters. I think the balance is to have tough skin and a soft heart. You know, the the idea that we, we do have to be able to handle hard things. We got to right. be able to press through them. There's got to be a, there's got to be a little tenacity. Use that word. I think it's a helpful one. And yet th- that the grind doesn't harden our heart. Right. That prevents us from being empathetic and right. compassionate and and soft and warm and gracious to people yeah. who we are that's what we're to, that's who we're to care for. So, okay, I think we've established like we're not trying to crush guys, but we do want to try to find the balance of articulating there is a grit to this that we have to be able to possess that's part of the calling. And by the way, so let's go here, Jim. Is that grit, is that a part of calling or is it a part of the giftedness of a, of the call? <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, I think it. some of it you're not going to know you have it until you're in it. You know, I mean, I think some guys Agreed. think, you know, like a lot, of, a lot of guys, you know, you, you see these videos of guys stepping into the boxing ring for the first time and, and they think, oh, this is going to be cool. I'm going to be like Rocky or something like that. And, uh, <laughs> and then they get hit. And they, the first time they get hit in the head without, you know, headgear on and all of that. And all of a sudden, everything's, everything's very, very different yep. uh, once you're there in it. And you can read the books on it and you can do the study on it and you can embrace this. But I think, you, you, first of all, you do need to know it's coming. And so I think that there it is part of your calling. It is part of the... If I'm going to do this, I need to have requisite gifts. I need to have certain graces in my life. I need to have some ecclesiastical recognition. But I think we also have to say to yourself, you have to look at your own soul and those who know you and love you and say, brother, you are an unusually sensitive person. You, you, whenever you're confronted, you, you seem crushed. I don't know that this is your calling. Yeah. Uh, that is part I, of the story I, through I the calling. I think there may be something you can do by way of ministry. I don't know right now. And again, you may not know until you do it, but just say you need to be able to show some of this tenacity, some of this grit, some of this thick skin, the ability that when hardship comes your way, that you're not crumpled, that you're not needing to take. Again, I know guys sometimes need to take time off. We've been, we've many conversations about that. I'm, there are unusual circumstances that break everybody or anybody. Uh, but that you're able to get up, as I say, Sunday's coming, you got to preach. You can't look at that as such an overwhelming task. You don't know what to do. Um, there's that guy in the church that needs to be confronted. There's that uh, person that you don't get along with very well that wants to meet with you or whatever the case might be. And a part of you wants to just say, well, I'm going to find some way out of this. It, it is this matter of this tenacity, this, this willingness, this 
obedience to the command to endure hardship and affliction yeah. and endure the suffering that is part of that, some of that emotional suffering, mental suffering, in some cases even in some parts of the world, physical suffering. What, what makes a guy in Afghanistan go out there to his secret church and preach knowing it might cost him his life? You know, what makes the Chinese pastor, which you and I both have some done some teaching to yeah. Chinese pastors, yep. and almost all of them have spent some time, they've at least been arrested, if not yep. spent some time in yep. prison. What makes them get up the next Sunday and go back to the very thing that might cause that kind of suffering? I mean, you know, when somebody does it in the West, they're made a hero because, you know, the the one guy, you Not know, many people have to here. Yeah. Nobody, but over yeah. there, it's, 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 yeah. it's, 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 it's common. So, so I want to, I feel compelled at this moment just to, to highlight that what we're talking about, this grit, is is not speaking to whether you hit a absolute wall of weariness and exhaustion in the ministry. Tons of guys. I would say at some point, most every pastor hits that wall. So, matter of fact, I, I met with a pastor uh, last week who was just on the verge of a nervous breakdown, yeah. basically. And you know, one of the things that was highlighted to me in that moment is this has absolutely nothing to do with whether he's gifted to do this or not. Right. But his disposition, his makeup, yeah. and what he had been enduring for several years yeah. led to this. So I just want to make I just want to reiterate that. This is not about getting weary and wearing out and hitting a wall. Everybody hits that wall at some point in this work. That has nothing to do with the grit. But what the grit we are talking about is, you know, as you try to even start to do this work. And you preach one sermon, and then you need two days to recover after right. that sermon. And you're 28 years old. And you you maybe have to start asking yourself, okay, is this going to get? Do I need to just do this more? Is this going to get better and easier? Right. Or is this a sign that maybe I'm not called and gifted, you know, to do this? In other words, I, and I think, you know, to draw this distinction between kind of grit and giftedness, I think here's here's one example I'll throw out there. If if you are somebody that just gets exhausted by preaching every week, yeah. but you're, you you have gifts to preach and you have other gifts for the ministry, that may not mean that may not be speaking to the grit. It may be speaking to your call. It may be you need to be a number two guy and serve, but you're not supposed to have a regular preaching ministry every week. Or, I do or, think that's or, part or, of it. Or even possibly it could have to do with your physical condition and you need to um, learn how to get some gain some endurance, could, physical could endurance. because. Preaching is not only spiritually wearying; it does have a physical. Um, I wore my uh, one of my little, my smartwatch here, which has the little workout stuff on it, a few weeks ago. And I, I did an adult Sunday school class, preached in the morning and preached in the evening, and almost all my goals for the day were hit. Yeah, I hear uh, you. Almost because I didn't do much beside that because it was a Sunday and went home and, and rested. But it was. Um, it, it just doing that preaching uh, expended the calories. It expended, you know, some of those things that, that are going to happen. Right. So, so for some guys, you know, you just might need to shed some pounds and do some walk and do some running. Uh, but for other guys, again, what we're getting at more here is the more mental uh, and spiritual. There is a spiritual fatigue that comes with preaching. But we need to be able to bounce back from that. And when you can't bounce back from that, you're not able. And, and when that, just the normal matters of pastoral life, that's normal. Preaching is normal. Hard meetings, normal. You yep. know, if a pastor says, oh, I just want to have a regular ministry. Well, dude, this is a regular ministry. Yep. This is ministry. But I, I this will is say, what though, you're being called to. I think, but I do think there is a distinction between, I think what the preaching side is, is a little different for me. And you may disagree with this, but the, you know, when guys ask me, should I be a lead pastor? I feel a call. Should I be a lead pastor? 
Should I be a number two guy? Right. Should I do this? Do, be an executive pastor, whatever. And a lot of times I will say to them, you need to have an honest just evaluation right. and conversation about whether you can carry a preaching ministry every six days and potentially do it multiple times in a right. week. If you can't, then maybe that speaks to it. Now, if you don't like hard meetings, then maybe you shouldn't be in the ministry. Like, right. That's a different. So I think well, it's some a guys are able to get away from that because they have they have various team members that do all of that, so they're able to you know. So True. Anyway, so, but that. But I think again, most guys aren't able to do that. Most guys, you can't avoid it. It's going to be there. It's going to be. It's part of your calling. That's what. I get. So let me shift here, Jim. What? So we're talking about pastoral grit. What kind of advice or counsel about how do we grind through? How, how do we engage the grit? We should say. Yeah. Well, I think, first of all, we have to recognize that some of this is a, a spiritual endowment and yep. it's something that we're asking God to put into us. I don't think it was in Timothy by nature. I think but by nature, uh, Timothy was had a, had a spirit of fear. Yep. And, and Paul says, you can't do that and be in the ministry. And timid, right. You yep. can't be timid. You can't be afraid in the ministry. And so what do we do? Well, you need to take those fears and you take those anxieties to the Lord. You need to actually live out the dynamics of I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Uh-huh. I've, I've had to repeat those words to myself. Right. I think you know, by God's grace, I had a bit more of this, certainly at least in regard to the public. My, my problems, I, I, I've said this before, I grew up in an abusive home uh, with a really angry father who had uh, a lot of harsh words, and so I wanted—I've always wanted to avoid that. I'm, yeah. you know, say conflict averse. Yeah. And I have to, t- to say, to, I have to pre—I have to preach to myself, pray, and talk to myself that you can do what you can—you know—God will help you to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, for other guys walking, that—that—that that, that is far easier than getting in the pulpit. Getting mm-hmm. in the pulpit was not as. It was rarely traumatizing or anything, but having meetings sometimes, particularly when you feel like this, I don't think this is going to go well or, or whatever else. So this is going to be difficult. I need to say things that, um, and then you, you trust the Lord. So I think it has to start. I think it has to start there. Yeah, no, that's good. I think uh, another place I would say, just how do you engage the grit is, is you got to know yourself, know how you're gifted, know your makeup. Uh, if you know you're fearful or timid, then you need to. Then that I think that's one of the things Paul was highlighting for for Timothy. And part of the answer is to not just know what the promises of God are in this, but also to know yourself and to know how I need to grow and and how I need to maybe try to engage that, realizing I need to press into that. Like you were like you were talking about, if you know if I know I want to run from conflict, then part of the grind and the to showing grit is to take courage and step into that. Mm. Guys who are not aware of how they're made and how and their makeup and even the way they're wired, like you're talking mm. about, if, if a pastor, there's t- and there's tons of guys like this, they don't know they withdraw from conflict. They run away from conflict. And so <clears throat> if they don't know that about themselves, they're just going to continue to run away. They're not going to actually face it. Mm. So I think a part of engaging the pastoral grit is to know ourselves and to know what it, what does courage look like for me? Well, courage for one guy is going to be, you know what? I'm exhausted and I do not want to stand in this pulpit and preach. But you know what? With God's help, I'm going to, I'm going to step into mm-hmm. it. I'm going to do it. That, that's maybe courage for one guy. Courage for another guy is to sit down with a, 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 some, a really broken, struggling person who mm-hmm. just needs you to be emotionally present for an hour and sit there mm-hmm. 
And they're like, I don't have that. I don't remotely have right. that. That may be courage mm. for another guy. Yeah, so I, going to but, a nursing home. But those are, yep. yeah, that's the great. You know, going in to, yeah, to a, a nursing home, going to visit widows, going to, you know, preaching a hard passage. Yep. It's going to be different for everybody. So that's what I want to highlight is the, the pastoral grit we're talking about is knowing yourself, knowing what courage really looks like in your life. And then, and then stepping into that courage, and it's going to be different for everybody. So the guy who the guy who stands up and is willing to preach a hard passage is going to be controversial. Well, if he's the guy you were describing earlier who loves a fight and loves to just you know right. hammer truth with people and has trouble loving people. That's not a courageous thing for you to do. Right. But the timid guy who worries about what everybody thinks, it'll take courage for him to step into the pulpit and preach that hard passage. So you got to know yourself, yeah. and then know what it means to engage courage and grit. Uh, in in your ministry in particular, so Jim, anything else you want to add? Yeah, to but I, I, what I'm thinking of as we're talking is, uh, we need to be able to sometimes w- step into this uh, maybe as best as we can. Uh, I'm trying to think how to phrase this a, a bit at a time, and what I mean by that is, we need to be able to encounter the things that we're afraid of. And, and experience the grace of God and the help of God in it that enables us to have courage for the next time. And so what I mean by that is to maybe you go into that meeting that you're so afraid of uh, and you, you've you built it up in your mind. It's become this terrifying thing uh, in your mind. And maybe you bring somebody with you or, or an, a fellow elder with you, whatever the case might be, or you have it be uh, an initial meeting where not everything is going to be said, but that you try the Lord, you test the Lord, and you show him, and the Lord shows you uh, that that by your by his grace you are able to do this. And it's not that you go out and go, well, I'm stronger than I thought that I was, I'm better than I thought I was, but that God is able to meet me in my weakness. I think that we need to be able to find some ways of doing that. To So endu- how do you get endurance? You don't get... If, if I wanted to run a marathon, I wouldn't start tomorrow by running 10 miles. I, right. I, I would maybe try to run half a mile. Yeah. And that's the, that's the idea that I'm trying to get to is that you run, you, you, you learn and you build up, you build courage, you build strength. You, you, you learn grit. You yep. build hope. So David, when he's facing, about that's to good, face Goliath, he goes back to the bear and the lion. I fought the bear, I fought the lion. Uh, and I can face the giant. It wasn't giant first, then bear, then lion. It was, you know, I mean, we would think, man, bear, lion, that's pretty big. Yeah. But he, he started with, he, he faced smaller enemies, saw God's help, and believed he could face something larger. Yeah, that's a good point. And I, I want to say that I think, you know, gr- grit is not being strong all the time. You know, grit, it, grit is not gifting it, and it's not, I'm just strong all the time. I think grit is a resolve yes, that's in right. your yeah. soul I, right. that I'm going to I'm gonna press on. And right. So when we read that in verse 5 of 2 Timothy 4, you know, it's like, you know, endure hardship, fulfill your minute, you know, be sober-minded. This is all that's pointing to, you know, the grit that, that we're talking about. So I got a couple final things, and then I'll pass it to you for a final word. One is, um, regardless of your makeup, to have grit, you have to know your identity is in Christ. Mm-hmm. And because what what usually will compromise the grit in a, in a man is when he lets other people just define who he is mm. and his value and and our identities in Christ, our values in Christ. We've got to we won't face these things courageously if we don't know it. Ministry is too hard; it it attacks our identity too much if we're not aware of that. The second thing is I don't care how tough you are, or how much grit you think you have. If you do not learn how to rest, if you do not learn how to let go of ministry burdens. 
you won't last. Mm. It, so it, it, this is not ultimately about grit. This is we're talking about this because this is a part of being able to persevere and do this a long time. If you do not learn how to rest, you do not have, know how to embrace your humanity and your limitations and your weaknesses, mm. and rest and let go. You can have all the grit in the world. It won't matter. This is too hard, and you won't be able to last. So a final word on this for you, Jim? Uh, know your calling. Know your duty. And, and what I mean by that is sometimes we break down because we're putting things on us that God hasn't put on. What God has put on us is hard enough. But the point to the point of what I'm getting at right now is that when I know this, God has called me to do this, fulfill your ministry. This is your ministry. Mm-hmm. You need to preach the word in season, out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. That's what I got to do. If this, if this is my calling, then that's what I got to do. Mm-hmm. The God of heaven has called me. He has charged me before, as he did to, to Timothy, before God and before Christ who will judge the living and the dead. You preach the word. Uh, you, there are things that you are called to do and to know, God, you have called me to do this. I, I haven't sent myself. I didn't make this battle. I didn't create this battle. I didn't create the hardship. You placed me here in your sovereignty, in your providence. You called me to this church, and this is the charge that you've given to me and to every gospel minister for 2,000 years. Your grace will be sufficient for me, yeah. uh, but I know that this is what you've called me to do. I, don't, I think few things can put that resolve, that determination, yeah that I will get up and I, I am sad, but I will get up and I will wash my face and I will stand before God's people and I will give God's word, then that sense that the God of heaven has called, commissioned, and call, and commanded me to do these things. Yeah, that's a good word. I think ultimately just this, there is a measure of faith with this, isn't it? That if God's called me to it, he'll give me the grace, he'll give me the grit, he'll give me what I need mm. to be able to do this call and in the place that he's called me and the difficulties and all mm. the things that we face. So will you take a minute and just pray for, for these pastors listening to have that faith and that mm. grit? Yeah. Father in heaven, we come to you and uh, petition you and ask that you would aid us and help us in the weakness and frailty of our humanity. Many of us have have said many times who is sufficient for these things. But Lord, you have revealed that our sufficiency is of you, uh, that the power might be seen to be of you and not of us. Father, we know we have this treasure in earth and vessels. uh, And so, Father, we pray that you would help us and aid us in knowing and in fulfilling the calling you have given us. May we as good soldiers endure hardship. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.